This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Right, everybody, welcome to Hooniverse. I believe this is episode 82. I don't know. I'm I haven't looked at the numbers. percent sure. I think okay. it's 82. Uh, uh, probably. I'm, if it's not, we'll just you'll be listening to 83 and I'll be wrong, so whatever. Yes. Uh, actually, it could be 83. I might be wrong. It could be 81 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Welcome to episode 7. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and uh, joining me, not again because he's uh, doing famous automotive journalist stuff, is Blake Zirong. Uh I forget what he's doing. Uh, he Porsche him? GTS yes, launch. that's right. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> that was the voice of producer Chris Hayes, uh, which you know. And then joining us is special guest Mike Satterfield. Mike, how are you? Doing good. Uh, Mike is the owner of an amazing uh, clothing company or creative director. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it both? Kind of both, yeah. Okay. And then you're also... <laughs> uh, pull the mic up a little bit closer. Is that better? Yeah, much better. Uh, you're also a great photographer, and you have some kick-ass cars. Cool. Yeah, yeah we do a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, my clothing company, we started a couple years back, and we do, like, Shelby stuff and golf racing stuff. All, like, officially licensed. Yeah, all the officially licensed stuff, and we're not working. An, not, a, not a little Etsy shop? No, no, no. We're not like the guy at the Pomona Swap Meet, you know, with, mm-hmm. like, all the unlicensed stuff with their, like, $10 T-shirts. Yeah. So. Oh, I can't go. How'd you spell golf wrong? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, why is it spelled with an O? Yeah. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we started working with them last year. And that's why we built that that Fairlane we were talking about earlier. We mm-hmm. built that golf racing Fort Fairlane, and it's well, just I mean, since you brought that up now, let's dive right into it. Sure. That's one of the, I mean, that thing is, I'll say it, fucking awesome because we can swear on this podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Yay, fuck damn, damn shit! T- t- tell everybody uh, what the deal is, with, like year and all that stuff. Well, it's a '67. Uh, we built it last year for the SEMA show for the Car Crazy TV showcase thing, and uh, it's it's a. It's insane. I mean, is that the, McGuire's? Yeah, McGuire's. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the McGuire's car crazy. And the car was sitting in a backyard in Chino, California. And I've been building cars so long. I was at the studio where I was working, and I hear this guy like knocking. I'm like, we don't have a retail <laughs> yeah. entrance. Like, no one comes here. So I go, he's like, hey, are you the guy that buys old cars? I'm like, what do you got? <laughs> so that's always the answer. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on what you have. So yeah, the answer is never no. So he he says, oh, I'm moving to Idaho. I don't get this thing out of my garage. So I go and look. It's a '67 Fairlane, been sitting for 20 years. Time capsule. Was it so pretty straight? Everything? Almost no rust. I mean, uh, no motor, no tranny, but that didn't matter anyways. And I'm like, well, yeah, what do you want for it? It's like 500 bucks. Like, <laughs> Done. So I hauled it home, and we uh. Completely went through the whole car. We put a Trimic TKO in it. It's got a 427 in it now, which is just insane. And you, you know, the headers had to be custom made to get them to fit. Yeah. It's just it's it's just radical. You put a Flowmaster exhaust on it, so I mean you hear the thing coming, and it's been in a bunch of magazines. We're doing some more stuff with it, but it's uh yeah it's just radical. And of course we did it in golf racing right. blue and orange, which is awesome. And it's the whole theme was I was like, well the car was factory baby blue, and it was a factory manual car. It's like what if like Holman Moody like built yeah. a car for a European touring car? Right, right. You know, what would that look like? So we put like some Euro touches, like the Le Mans gas cap and the NASCAR touches, like the big 427 oh, yeah. CI down the yep. hood and stuff like that. So it's kind of a weird mix of those <laughs> two cars. Yeah, you know, those two. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's like uh, 
NASCAR goes to Le Mans. It's like a, it's yeah. like a cultured redneck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, and uh, where, where, just because you know, nobody can see us talking about it right now, but where can they see it to go online? Uh, they can see it on thegentlemanracer.com under our project cars um, or on our mpspeedshop.com under the garage section. So. You guys yeah. gotta go see it because it's it's awesome. Yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing that car last year. It was yeah, it was one of the one of the better ones that I saw at SEMA last year. Although there's a lot of cars, but I remember that one distinctly because golf racing golf livery on a well, fairlane, and it's yeah. gigantic and yeah. it's bright blue and orange. Yeah, it's pretty hard to miss. So yeah. it's yeah. not what would you call subtle? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Yeah, but it's not overdone either. It's 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 really it's done in a really nice way. Well, we tried to mimic what we thought they would have made back then. Yeah. We uh, some of the cars that we're working on now are kind of similar, kind of alternative history type cars that we're building. So it's just you know it's more fun to kind of make it look like it could have existed. Have sure. you done uh, Corolla's podcast? No, not yet. No. Okay, if you do, you need to bring that car. Yeah, yeah. Because their building is golf racing livery. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and they always shoot the cars at the end of it, so it'll be golf, golf, golf. Yeah, yeah. No, everywhere. Nice, nice, perfect. Um, the bug mat. Now, uh, what's your what's your daily? Uh, is it the Mini Cooper? The Mini Cooper is pretty much my daily driver. Um, I've got a 69 Mini that we built for SEMA in 2012, and it's camouflage. So mm-hmm. it's uh, vinyl-wrapped in camouflage, and it's just, again, it was a show, a show car that we built, and we just built something kind of fun. And it seemed it had a gigantic navigation screen in the dash. And I think I remember It was that in, the, uh, I think, the Valor Entertainment booth where we stuck it, and it had this huge nav screen. That we had this, I mean, the nav screen was, like, this big, and the car is, like, yeah. you know. So Did it was, you, was it a motor swap on that? or No, no, it's, a, it's got a 1275 in it okay. uh, with the four-speed from the factory, and then we've got, you know, Weber carburetor and all the kind of tuning stuff you can do to it. But uh, it's the big block, the 1275 yes, cc. the big block. <laughs> yeah. I've fallen in love with the with the K motor swaps into the minis. Those oh are, yeah, those yeah. are really cool. That's pretty yeah, wild. that would sound good ripping down the road too. Yeah, that and they do. Somebody actually produces a subframe where you can actually do it as a mid mounted K engine. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a company back in Georgia that's doing. They have a uh, a swap with two new subframes. That'll mount, let you make it all-wheel drive with a K-Series. <laughs> and bananas. there's a great video of this guy. He's got the car just burning out on a concrete floor, all four wheels, and there's a guy just pushing it around like it's, you know, on, <laughs> on casters. It's so cool. That's amazing. i got to yeah. find that. That's cool. I want that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, we're getting ready to tear the car down again probably next year and kind of go through and fix some rust issues because it's British. I mean, they're terrible. The electrics are terrible. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go through and, and fix a bunch of stuff on it. So we haven't decided what, what motor if we're going to do, like a K-Series swap or... Uh, even looking at like some of the little Ford EcoBoost motors or something kind EcoBoost, of fun. Uh, EcoBoost three-cylunder would be cool yeah. on that. Yeah, that's a yeah. great motor. Uh, for some reason, in my brain, I have, uh, just because I've been driving the uh, supercharged Honda CRZ all week, Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking like what I could try to convince Honda to do next year. Because uh, that car is interesting, but it's it's too expensive. Um, so yeah, 40 I, grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking uh, swapping one of their bike motors and, and – um, Sequential gearboxes. Oh, into your Civic? No, into that CRZ or a CRZ for SEMA, like a supercharged CRZ with a bike motor. How much does that thing weigh? I have no idea, but it can't be much. I mean, the batteries hamper the weight issue, yeah. but the where they're placed. Well, you could always rip the batteries out if you were going to do that, or you could leave them in there. And I and actually, you know what? <laughs> hmm. What if you did an electric motor for the rear axle and a bike motor for the front? So a reverse 918. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like a, a micro supercar. Um, I don't know. Now I'm thinking of more ideas. <laughs> uh, all right. I got I to gotta email Honda and say some dumb things that they're going to roll their eyes at. Yeah, um, we've got a dumb Honda project we're working on. We've got a, uh, we found a belly tank. Oh, nice. Like an old streamliner belly tank. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's a little too small to put like a big V8 in it or anything yeah. like that. So we're like, why don't we do like a Honda like N600 like drivetrain like they would have built it like they were going to go to Bonneville back in the day type thing. Or like like Japan's version yeah, of Bonneville. Exactly. So. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, as carefully as possible, you gotta like kamikaze that without oh, yeah, yeah, offending yeah. anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah um, which is funny like, because you just said kamikaze without offending anybody. Yeah, I know. But you got to make it look like a zero without like... I'm going to drive especially it everywhere. Especially if we talk about this on I'll Veterans Day. I'll get in the car Day. and I'll just throw the kamikaze bandana on and drive around town. My wife came home the other day and she said, uh, I saw a car today uh, and she'd been... We, it was wine time in, in the Glucker house, so we'd both been drinking. She goes, uh, I saw a car today... It looked like a rocket ship. I go, what? I'm trying to think what could... She's like, it looked like an actual spaceship. And I'm like, was it like meta- gunmetal or metallic? goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, you probably saw a belly tanker. I'm like, that's the only thing I could think that she yeah. saw. Yeah. So I'm like, no, there's, you know, there's no Civic that looks like a... There's no <laughs> new Accord. There's no Ford. No, there's, there's nothing. nothing out there. And even high-end exotic supercars, there's nothing that you'd go, oh, that's a rocket ship. Yeah. Except maybe if you saw a McLaren P1 at night just blast by you. Yeah, if you saw that, that's it. you'd be like, what the... F- is that, but then is a that car a guy right away would be like, oh, taillights, that's a P1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool uh so what other cars you guys got working on right now uh we got our 62 austin healy that we're building for the road race mm-hmm. uh down in mexico uh that thing has been it's an interesting car it was found it was originally built here in manhattan beach california so not too far from here and it was a tuner shop back in the day um that was called jay giddens you know it was a call giddens special and it's this really funky kind of aerodynamic front end one-off that they built they tried to the guy tried to start his own little business selling them didn't really sell many uh, so we're kind of restoring that plus race prepping it right now. So that's that's kind of our other weird oddball project because <laughs> it's the only only everything else we have is pretty normal. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we got a '75 F250 that we turned into a King Ranch, and nice. we got you know just kind of the regular you know Toyota daily drivers and things like cool, that. Cool, so. cool. Now um, let's dive into the race. What's this all about? Well, um, the Mexico Road Race is called the Rally Historico Transpeninsular, and it's a new race that's going to be taking place in Baja. Um, and it's just kind of a, like, West Coast version of La Carrera. Uh, it's all road race, uh, 1973 and down vintage vehicles. So it's going to be kind of a, like a, like a West Coast version of La Carrera. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. It's going to be pretty hairy. It's 1,100 miles across Mexico. So <laughs> so where's start-finish? Yeah. finish? Uh, starts in Tijuana, ends in Cabo San Lucas. Nice. So, yeah, it should be pretty hairy because uh, – the roads aren't very good in some sections, and uh, my dad's worried about pirates for some reason. He's like, oh, "That's I, weird." Yeah, I'm like, "I don't think there's pirates." This isn't like, the we're not racing in in like Somalia. Somal- <laughs> well, that and you're on land. Right. Well, I guess like he, my dad grew up in the motorcycle industry and all this stuff, and I guess back in like the day in the 70s when you were running the Baja, there was like like land pirates out there. <laughs> I like, think those are I think <laughs> those are called bandits. Yeah, yeah. they like they like kidnap people and stuff. So. Uh, no, I mean I. Kn- there's there's definitely reasons to be worried about Mexico, unfortunately, because but where you are, there yeah. isn't. Yeah, it's no problem. Uh, yeah, I, I was just down in Baja recently, and it was it was awesome. The locals were happy that people were there, and yeah, and even the cartels want like the Baja 500 and 1000 to succeed because it brings in money for their because they they do on yeah. some level care about their people on some level. They got to keep them. Well, they, they have to have happy, an economy yeah. to move their stuff. Exactly. That and too. they also want to watch that shit too. They do. They do. That, yeah. that one dude crashed that year and in the helicopter watching the race. He was one of the high ups. So this is only like two, three years ago, the high up in a helicopter, they crashed. Um, 
the federales came in, took him to the morgue. The cartel broke into the morgue in a gunfight to get his body and leave. Like three people died in the helicopter crash That's during the Baja 1000. Yeah. I love how the, the, to get to the morgue, they decided they needed to kill more people rather than just wait a week or two to get the body. Right. No, because <laughs> they just wanted it out of there. Like, uh, And what, when I was doing that BF Goodrich tire thing down there, they're like, oh, yeah, that's where that uh, helicopter crashed. Because there's these those really tall power lines that are like five lines across. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I guess it gets really hard to see them, so they added those orange balloons, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I guess they got caught up in one of those. Like, yeah, that's where it cr- crashed right there. So, Oh, so shit. Yeah. shit, shit, copter pilot got stuck in high tension lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were just down there and it it, it was fine. I yep. mean, there's no there's no Especially issues. Cabo. In that. Yeah, yeah, that area. There's no problem. We were down there for a press conference like two weeks ago. Awesome. And we're going back, I think, in February or so. So you're running the Austin Healy. Uh, what do you have to do to it to get it ready for that? Well, uh, we, the car had like all those old '60s roll cages in it, which is basically like a single hoop of like fence posts yeah. that they could back, oh, run yeah. back in the day. So we're putting a real cage in it. Um, we're having a new motor built for it that's going to be you know a little bit a little bit beefier. Uh, disc brake conversion because none of the was, original electrics, of course. Oh, there's no yeah, all that's all been stripped <laughs> out. Um, and the nice thing is, since it's a race car, all it needs taillights, really headlights, yeah. so it's pretty pretty clean and simple. So you're down yeah. to like three relays. Yeah, there's 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 <laughs> nothing in the car right now. We're uh, we're waiting on finding out. We've got some sponsorship things we're working on about what color we're going to paint the car, and we're going to do the livery and all that on the, on, the, on the car. But other than that, it's pretty much just in parts, ready to go back together like a big model kit. So that's fantastic. Uh, how many vehicles do you guys think you'll have? Uh, right now, there's about 70 racers. And really? And wow. we have till May, and there's still more registering. Sure. So we're hoping to have between 100 and 150 cars. Right now, the cool thing is there's only, like, one in my class because everyone's running, <laughs> like, big V8. So yeah. I'm like, cool, I can win this. <laughs> what are the classes? There's a under 2-liter, uh, which is what I'm in, in my little 1275. Uh, then there's 2-liter to 5-liter. Uh, basically, and that's a big sweep. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, it's a big, big sweep. So, but it's turbocharged, supercharged. It's pretty open. Oh, okay, so, so then it's all yeah, you can, equal. Yeah, you can run a two, two liter turbo versus air is air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got the experimental or uh, exhibition class, which there's there's guys running just wild, weird stuff in that. There's one guy allegedly going to be running like some kind of open wheel like. Indy car type thing that he's going to run in or something. So that dude's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crazy, shit! So. Yeah, uh, so. that's fantastic. Uh, but but even in that class, it's still uh, seventy three and older. Seventy three and older, yeah. So that, that that's going to be kind of the cool thing. It'll be all vintage cars running. So hmm, that is cool. Might have to convince uh, Hooniverse co-owner and co-founder. Uh, Tim, see if he wants to run his Falcon down there. Oh, that'd be cool. He has a 64 Falcon with some very, very light modifications, like the Shelby drop for the front suspension. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was originally a 260 car, now it's 289. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, it's got the manual gearbox. Uh, I think he did the brakes on it, and that's pretty – I don't think he did suspension. The cool thing is, since this is kind of an amateur race, they're not requiring, like, full cages. You only yeah. have a six-point cage. Um, they prefer if you have, like, a fuel cutoff, you know. And is, it, is, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. is it time distance? It's mostly time distance. There's one section that's going to be flat out, though, like, like time, you know, so. When you're just out in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. So I think it's the second stage. It's, you know, basically in the, across the desert section of, awesome. of Baja. So it should be pretty wild. Are cages required? Yeah, six point. Okay. Yeah, six point cage, um, fire suit, open face helmets are okay. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much everything else can be stock. Sure. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, if you're running a bunch of old cars, you kind of want cages. I yeah. mean, if it was new cars, it'd be like, eh. Yeah. But airbags, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, very, very interesting. Yeah, one of the guys that's running has an old Studebaker with like an LSX motor, and he's running the experimental class. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like an Icon car or something like that. No, it's it's a um, he's some uh, eccentric builder. I met him down in Mexico, and uh, he owns some big moving company, and just decided last year I'm gonna do the La Carrera. That looks like fun, so he just built the car. And raced La Carrera last year, and I was going to race in this one this year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, now, you went to SEMA this year. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was wild. Um, it was a lot of madness, a lot of media this year. Uh, it was probably the busiest SEMA I've been to in years. I mean, there was a lot of foot traffic. So the vendors were all happy. Um, I had a lot of friends with booths there, so I'd stop by and visit, and they said, yeah, we're just swamped. I mean, I had a lot of stuff people couldn't even you know, talk to me because they were so busy with customers, but... Uh, a lot of media, like I said, a lot of the uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, the ice road truckers and the <laughs> cable, a lot yeah. of cable, cable TV personalities there right. I hadn't heard of that were right. like you right. know, every booth had someone signing autographs. I'm like, who's that? And, right. And there's a big line. We're like, who are they? Why are they lining up for these people? I, I feel bad for all the uh, the the the. The girls who think they're tens but they're eights who used to be the booth girls who are now out of work because all the D-list celebrities are, are signing autographs instead. Yeah, they, they were everywhere too. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the there's some crazy booths. Uh, I think with CEC Wheels had yeah, like, I saw pictures this of big glass box with, like, girls in, like, uh, feathers swinging on swings while like, other girls, like, throwing feathers at her and, and they had a magician in their booth. What does that have to do with wheels? That's right. Okay, so don't get me wrong. I, I There's nothing wrong with a nice-looking girl. But at the same time – you go to those things, and it's like such blatant pandering, and you're like, really? Yeah. Does this fucking belong here? Right. Oh, yeah. It's so, I mean, it's not a trade show anymore. I mean, it's really just a media platform is what it's turned into. There's, there's, yeah. my, my dad's company has been exhibiting there for like 20-something years, and he's like, yeah, we, we, we see all our regular customers. We interact, but yeah, it's just become a big media platform to basically pimp your brand. Yeah, get as many photos taken of your stuff as you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well and, and, Liberty Walk got a lot of publicity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the Ferrari ended. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, the internet just about collapsed in on itself yeah. with the videos of that servicing. And the best part was the reaction of the guys who own the car. They're like, relax, there was an accident. They get can fix it. They yeah, they're like, scream bonsai. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing is they're like, we make these panels. It's like 30 <laughs> bucks for us to fix it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks, but the, guy, like, the Jeep didn't do it on purpose. It's an accident. And I heard that parking lot, getting out of it, was a nightmare. Oh, my it God. Terrible. It is every year, though. Yeah. It's a well, nightmare. No, I heard this year it was like This year was worse awful. because was everyone it? was having to go to that SEMA Ignited thing, which was a couple blocks away. Ugh. So everyone had to funnel out through from the show and then drive over to this other parking lot. I had friends that were stuck in that parking lot for over two hours just waiting to get out. and Just walking out of SEMA. I've had it take two hours to be able to get a cab or a bus somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So last mind. year was my first SEMA ever, and uh, I went with an automaker, and they had a coach pick up in the back so you didn't have to wait. it was the best thing ever like i didn't have to wait yeah. for any cabs well, yeah i was i was i was hauling podcast gear on my back in a backpack <laughs> i was getting on a this year coach. they actually made parking worse cuz they took away half the gold lot the one across the street and they oh, took, wow. put in the uh, overhauling experience oh jesus where chip foos was building a, a car live and they had all the uh uh, first time featured exhibitors, basically like people who in a big tent, basically. So if you didn't uh, if you didn't have seniority points, you basically ended up in no man's land, the parking lot. Oof. And I, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But yeah, that, they had that. So parking was a nightmare this year, and places were charged like twenty five bucks a day to park, and you know it was just nuts. Yeah, that's why when you get a hotel room, you bring if you're driving to SEMA, you go park somewhere away from there, and then you take a cab or. 
the tram or whatever. Well, to I the, got I got a, a an invite from Lexus saying, you know, if you're going to be in SEMA. Uh, at the end of day one, we're offering a luxury coach off-site to someplace else to just have a cocktail and wine, and then you can get a cab from there. I'm like, that's actually brilliant. That's... If I was going, I emailed them back. I'm like, I'm not going, but if I was, I would absolutely be doing this. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, that's really smart on their part. Because, like I said, I mean, it took me two hours to get to get a you know a cab ride coming yeah, out. Yeah, of there. the taxi line goes for a block and a half, two blocks at least. Yeah, I ended up walking like a mile down the street just to get a cab. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to go back. Uh, I think next year, even if I don't have an automaker invite me and I won't be a spoiled journalist, I think I might go just for the potential Hooniverse business side of things. But yeah. we'll see. At, at, at the same time, I don't feel like I'm missing anything personally. I think – Though I'm the Ring Brothers Chevelle, I wish I could have seen that in person. That was amazing, button, yeah. <laughs> we'll get a chance to see that again though. Yeah. Um, well, I ended up going for two days just because you could, it, I did. I schedule stuff. You can get it all done in two days. The guys that go for a week, I had friends that were there from you know Sunday and they, to Sunday basically. Ugh. And I don't know. I don't know how they do it. It's just too much. It was uh, SEMA always falls on my birthday, so it's always so I'm always there, and it's just like it just turns into a shit show. <laughs> it, it, you know, surprisingly, no, but it's just like, is this how I want to spend? We had fun, didn't we? We just went out to eat and and, and did the usual Vegas crap. The yeah. one year, the first year that I did it though, yeah, I was with nuts. Caswell and I oh, was with the God. rally drivers, and it, unless you want to do really dumb things, <laughs> don't go out with rally drivers <laughs> and Caswell. Um, that's funny. Uh, my wife had to fly to SEMA for a work conference Thursday night, and she was checking, and she had to stay at like some shitty Fairfield out by the airport. So there was oh, yeah. nothing, and it was still like 180 bucks a night. Yeah, yeah which crazy. for Vegas is crazy. Uh, and uh, someone. At the hotel, I was like, actually said this to my wife. She knew what the conference was because of what I do. Mm-hmm. But the lady at this this place clearly didn't. She's like, yeah, there's some semen convention. <laughs> <laughs> my wife told me that over the phone. I was dying laughing. Was that the impetus for last <laughs> no, week's episode? No, it wasn't because I found that out after. I, I heard the whole semen yeah, yeah, you know, no, movie the, idea. Yeah, once yeah. I, after I heard that, I was like, oh, maybe she listens to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, it, maybe it's turning into the semen convention. Yeah, I mean it was big, and then the Apex show, you know, goes on down the road, and th- that was pretty big. I mean we had a lot of good good contacts, but yeah, I mean it, it is literally just a, the biggest circus, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And it seems like everybody was there with either a new TV show or a new radio show. Mm. So it was a lot a lot of media this year. It was interesting. So that's okay. We'll destroy them all. With yes. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, also there's so many channels now. Esquire well, and that's Mad the funny and... thing though is that like our our followers on on podcast platforms now are getting to be the same size, if not bigger, than some of these smaller cable shows. Sure. Oh yeah. Because it's just those that that medium is falling apart. Well, yeah. I was actually having a conversation with a guy who does some stuff with Hulu and things like that, and I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, my little sister, she's 26. They don't have a radio. They don't have cable TV. Yep. They have a Roku box. They have Netflix, and mm-hmm. they have iTunes. Yep. They listen to podcasts on. They don't. I I haven't had cable in six or seven yeah. years. Um, I'm this close to pulling the plug. Yeah, and I, I I couldn't tell you the last time I turned on a radio. Yeah, <laughs> outside of a car. I right. mean, no, I, even in a, in a car. car. I've always got my phone on me, uh, and, and both of my cars have Bluetooth in them. You, you know, go. and every rental car you do you get now has Bluetooth or USB. Yeah, yeah. So. Most of my cars don't have. Radio, yeah. so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, but for good reason. For good reason. Well, uh, you have older stuff. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and your your stuff sounds cooler than the radio. So, yeah. totally um, fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Chris, I wanted to ask you how's how's um, scooter life going? I always like to check in. And uh, it's out. it's all right. I mean, it's getting a little less used this time of year because it's starting to cool off a little bit. Uh, that and it's been a little rainy 
uh, here and there. So, uh, but I mean, scooter's great. It requires almost no maintenance and very little gas. Mm, so mm-hmm. it's very convenient, especially here in LA, because I can get anywhere in half an hour. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, the downside is there's the assholes that purposely try to run you off the road. Fun. And, um, so I am going to be buying some of the motorcycle gloves with the uh, carbon fiber yeah, knuckles. For punching? Uh, yes, so I can take mirrors Fenders off of cars and... that try and hit nice. me. <laughs> the other day uh, we were shooting a car up on Ortega Highway, and uh, I come around a corner, and there's a guy in a Vespa doing a U-turn in the middle of the highway. Ooh. I was like, well, that's, that's exciting. And before that, about three minutes before that, I, f- I saw the first deer I've ever seen on Ortega Highway as I came around a corner. I've never seen a deer in California. Uh, it, was, it was a little one. It was a young guy. Um, but And I had enough time because I came around a corner, but it was towards three-quarters of the way up the a little straightaway section. I was like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? He sees me and then hops off. And, of course, uh, Jason was following me in the camera car. And he's like, why the fuck are we stopping so – you know, like, yeah. ah! <laughs> And my car has much better brakes than his because we were using the CRZ as the camera car. Oh, okay. Um, I felt bad, though, because we, ha- we have to change roads because we do an offshoot of Ortega Highway. And this one section gets little pebbles in the road. And the Aston tires will kick stuff up. Um, but even the yeah. Honda tires, I-, I put a few paint chips in the hood of the – V12 Vantage S. Oof. Yeah, so I sent an email apologizing about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully they chalk it up to press car damage because it's very, very minor paint chips. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they terrible. will. I mean, it's what happened. I mean, you yeah. drive Canyon Roads in California, you're right. going to get chips. I mean, I went out to my car the other day and I noticed because I get the, I get the uh, big wide body fenders in the rear, so the front tires really sticky. They'll kick stuff up and they'll hit those rear fenders. I get a big chunk of paint out on one side and I'm like, and I was, I was like, well, this sucks, but I can't be that pissed. It's just part of driving those yeah. roads. Yeah. My, my Mini Cooper, my classic Mini, I can't get regular tires for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a 13. It's got, I've got, I've yeah. got the, the dubs of the Mini World. I've got the 13-inch yep. wheels because standard wheels are like 10 inches. Mm-hmm. And they used to have, like, Yokohama and everybody used to make tires for them. Mm-hmm. They don't make them anymore. So I run Formula Ford rain tires Oh wow! on the mm-hmm. street from Hankook. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but they pick up. Once they get warm, like, I'll go through the whole and just, you know, yeah. it's like all inside the wheel wells, and it's just crazy. Are those crazy. pricey? Actually, I get them they, pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're actually because I, I get them from Formula Ford teams that fold. Oh, so I always buy them in bulk from that's people. That's brilliant. I think my last ones I paid like 25 bucks a tire for. That's oh, the funny thing is race tires are actually not super expensive. Like slicks for my car are cheaper than street tires are really? by an order of magnitude. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I bought the first set saying, well, if I get you know 5,000 miles out of them, that's fine. But they actually hold up pretty good and they're really sticky and a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got hand cooks on the front of my car right now, and I've got nothing to complain about. I've got a flat in my on my Civic that Dude. I have to try to get filled with air because the the CRZ goes back tomorrow, and I have nothing until Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a good thing to take care yeah, of. Yeah, it's very very flat, so I hope it actually holds air. When well, you get the CRZ right up. now. Yeah, so take the wheel off and. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, that has bigger. Bigger wheels than my Civic. No, no. I mean, take the wheel while well, you have the CRZ and take the wheel to a shop and get it plugged. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to buy a can of the um, Fix a Flat. That stuff's awful. Flat. I yeah. know, but I'm going to trash those wheels anyway. I just you know, I just want to fill it up and get rid of all that you shit. You can get the, uh, the little um, plug things. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like the yeah. T-handle. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of those kits. Those, yeah. those work well, really not, well. That's not the problem, though. The problem is that the... the Something with the bead of the wheel and the tire um, was messed up when it was um, – because it was the, – the wheel was blasted and repainted. Okay. So something's off a little bit on that oh, one. So okay. it's, I guess it's not creating a great seal. So I kind of just need to get 
new wheels. Yeah, if you take that after you put that goo stuff in there to come up, and you take that to a tire shop, tell them that you <laughs> that you put that in there because they get pissed if you don't. Oh, are they gonna? Yeah, it, it explodes, explodes, and yeah. it's super flammable too. Oh, awesome! <laughs> hey, everyone, get this tire off. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I've been debating um, some new wheels and tires for the Civic, so I wanted to go with the the. The cheap ass broken car sleeper look for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rest of the car still looks that way, but uh, it was kind of fun having the, the wheels just steel wheels painted black uh, to match the crap look of the rest of the car. <laughs> um, but so hopefully I get that fixed. You soon. could probably go on uh, Tire Rack and find some really. I know there's some cheap light strong wheels. Well, I, I could there. probably talk to the folks at BFG and just do a story on some some of their tires that like you know the, the G Force rivals. Get those, like, those triangular three spoke eagle, oh eagle God, alloy I, wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I hate those wheels so much. <laughs> I actually I actually physically hate those wheels. It reminds me of you know old eclipses used to run them a uh-huh, lot. Yeah. I hate those wheels so much. There's a car that used to have the. It was like a Pontiac or something that had a triangular design on it. Yeah, uh, I think it was like the Pontiac Le Mans or something weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a junkyard buyer house that we go picking parts for for all of our weird stuff, and there's like always a pile of those wheels. <laughs> like every awesome. every Honda or Pontiac Fiero or whatever that had these has crashed. And I would been, take them and I would I would pay more than I would get in return. To scrap them, just to get them off the planet. Just to destroy <laughs> just them. Just to get rid of them. Remove the possibility of the recycling. Right. Okay. You know, just like these don't need to be on a car, yeah. I'd rather have, you know, like soda cans or whatever they'll turn them into. Um, that's it. Yeah, now I want to do that. I'm going to make that my mission. <laughs> your, um, your mission in life now is to destroy all the triangular wheels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, speaking of spending money, I want to take a minute to shout out one of our sponsors, dollarshaveclub.com. It's that time of the podcast. Uh, You know the drill. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash Hooniverse and get better razors. Uh, And you don't have to lave your couch or your computer. You can just keep your fat ass right where it is and then occasionally check your mailbox because they're delivered to your home and they're very inexpensive. Starts as low as a dollar a month and it goes up to like six or nine. Uh, I'm not cheap, uh, but I do like to spend money like on stuff so i bought the the high quality razor i think it's called the executive or something like that okay and it comes with the awesome razors and then i also get the uh the, you know the the bum wipes which are excellent the one, one wipe uh, charlie the one wipe charlie and then i get yeah, the yeah. uh the shaving cream as well so i've got a whole suite of dollar shave club goodies coming to my house that i happily pay for you know and you it, should too if you used fiverr on top of that you could get somebody to check your mailbox for you so oh, you didn't even have to do call. that yeah. do dollarshaveclub.com and then do fiverr and then you you never have to leave. Yeah, you can just sit in your house and shave. He's under the mat. Yeah, <laughs> just shove him in my bathroom. Yeah, uh, that's an awesome idea. I actually I'm having trouble right now because I have to shoot a new Dollar Shave Club spot, and I've I have some ideas, but I feel like it won't be as good as the last one we just did with the El Camino burnout. <laughs> so I'm just I'm thinking about doing one in my office with some of my diecast cars and just like playing with them. I don't I don't know. I have no idea what to do. You'd be doing that like someone's shaving your back with a dollar shave. <laughs> I, well, that that goes back to my my thing from last week. Shave your back, shave your crack, shave your face. Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that'll 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 get the ad length cut down. Yeah, uh, which will be good. Um, but we've gotten it shorter every time, so that's good. But we got to do something funny for this one. I know, I know, but I, I, I can't do that. No, um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, if you're listening and you have an idea, send it to me, and it'll probably be better than anything I come up with. Actually, it probably won't. You probably all have horrible ideas too. <laughs> I have, I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea. Right. We'll talk later. Oh, we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
how is the Corvette running since you talked about that? Uh, it's good. I mean, the great thing with Corvettes is that you don't have to do a lot to them. Yeah. Uh, still extremely loud. It's still <laughs> as loud as it always was. Yes, it's very, very loud. Awesome. Uh, I'm about due for tires on the rear. How long do these ones last? Probably about 4,500 miles. They had a hundred. They only had a. They only had a hundred treadwear rating on okay. them. Okay. So uh, they're Toyo RA ones. So they're just shy of race tires. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to replace them with because um, the size. The I have three thirty-five, uh, thirty-five eighteens, and there's not much that's made in that size anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure something out. Huh. That's yeah. You need some some uh, some beefy stuff. Uh, yeah, because that I can still light up the tires with those, you know, at about 4,500 RPM. Awesome. So That's fantastic. Wild. Yes. Um, and speaking of some of uh, changing gears a little bit, talking about some of the new cars that are coming out. So we have people off testing the 911 GTS, mm-hmm. which should be awesome. I mean, it's just a juicier 911. I, I don't understand the GTS's place in the market, though. It's You've got, you've got a, you know, the Carrera S, mm-hmm. which is a fine car in and of itself. Right. And then you have a GT3. GTS slots somewhere in between, but it's not that big of a price difference, and the GT3 is a much faster car. Yeah, but I think GTS is below the turbo. Is it? Yes. I think I think you have to think of the GTS almost like a scat pack. Like I think it's similar to the Carrera, but gets some of the power of the higher end stuff. So I think it yeah. gets some of the power, but less of the options. And not as rough as a GT3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. GT3 is king of the mountain. Yeah. Um, Although, did you see the GT3 RS stuff that's been leaking out? No. Uh, it's even got some different. It's got some markedly different body panels, wide pa- wide body in the rear because mm. it, it's got the turbo fenders in the rear now to feed the radiators out back. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and it's got some aggressive vents up front too. I love aggressive vents. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of aggressive vents, ATSV leaked out. Yeah, today. it did. Road and track fucked up on that one. Uh, yeah, it's that's a cool <laughs> car though. Yeah. Um, they took that down. Road and track did. Did they? Yep. That's too late. But Jalopnik didn't take it down. Um, Yeah. Uh, ATSV, was it 450 horse, six speed manual, rear wheel drive? 450 horse, 445 pound feet of torque, uh, 35, 3,600 pounds. That's not bad. The numbers are better than the M4. Right. Hmm. Um, Better than the M4, lower than the C63, but the C63 will probably be kind of slovenly as they usually are. And I love those cars, but they're not. It's not an no, they're M4 drift fighter. monsters. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's speaking of Mercedes. Everybody right now is driving the uh, um, the AMG GT, whatever it's called. SLS oh, AMG. Oh, that's yeah. that's that event's rounds. going on right now. I can't wait to drive uh, that. Thing. The that thing's amazing. Yeah, the events at Laguna Seca too. So that'd be a good wow. place to the four liter twin turbo. I don't understand. They've got two pow- two power levels in that car. But everybody's going to just buy the more expensive What's one. What's the other power level? They've got one that's like 450 and one that's like 500. Yeah, it's like oh, really? the GT and the GTS or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I and I don't think that there's like a huge price difference between no, the it was, two. It was someone, yeah, it was, it was pretty negligible, actually. Uh, speaking of Mercedes again, uh, do you see their new naming scheme for their SUVs? No. Is well, it, it's for is all it, cars. Is it idiotic or what? <sighs> it makes sense, but it's overdoing it. You know, okay. you know I hate alphanumerics anyway. So the core of Mercedes is A-class, B-class, C-class, E-class, S-class, basically. Okay. So now all the SUVs will have – the G will just be the G, but everything else will be GL something. So like the new, the new little guys, the GLA. The ML B 
becomes the GLE because it's similar to the E class. Okay. And then the GL becomes the GLS because it's similar to the S class. I get that. Now the SL. Okay. The SL becomes the SL. The SLK becomes the SLC. Okay. I think. Okay. And then there's already CLA and CLS. So you see how those. Yeah. Um, I think it's SL and SLC. I fucking see. It's a lot of alphabet. But then there's also there's also um, there's no more blue tech. It's a little D for diesel. It's a little F for hydrogen fuel cells. It's a little E for electric. H for hybrid. Okay. Um, so yeah. So you could have like a GL, or you you could have like a GLSD. I guess I don't know. <laughs> See, why can't you just call it? You know, like the the Autobahn Stormer, or you know, just think of just some cool battle names. Yes, the the Panzerwagen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that might not sell well no. in certain <laughs> areas of the world, but but at least it's a name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's say I Cadillac like too, like. Go, oh, El Dorado. Yeah. That was cool. I like the El Dorado name. You I know what, like... though? I didn't have a problem with the current Cadillac naming scheme because at least you knew where stuff sat. Yeah. You had the ATS, the CTS, the, the uh, what is it? The, um, the S- XTS. The XTS. And then, you know, they were going to have another higher one on that, too. Yeah. And now the new guy that's gone, Denetian, yeah. is gone in and he's screwing with all that. And yeah, he's, he's like, taking him to New York and he's changing everything. I don't have a problem yeah. with them yeah, going to New York. I don't mind the New York yeah. thing. I just, I just wish, even before him, I wish they would have done, you know, like, like they still have the Escalade, but that's probably going to change his name at some point, which yeah. would be stupid because yeah. it's iconic as it is. Yeah, he um, wants to change the name of that. So I, I, I wish they would have done, you know, we have the Escalade, we have the Eldorado, uh, yeah, we have the Coupe de Ville. Uh, imagine that, a Coupe de Ville V-Series or something like that. I don't know. You'd have to think of a cooler I, But I, I understand why when they went art and science they ditched that because they were trying to move away from the problematic catalytic that had existed for 25 years. What about the Catera? It's a caddy that zigs. <laughs> yes, which was renamed the CTS. <laughs> yeah. um, the, see, the problem is all these luxury automakers are just fucking copying each other with the alphanumerics like mercedes already has it yeah. and they're changing it up just because they're like oh we gotta we gotta put everything in neat little packages and then bmw is just moronic with its alphanumerics because you well, it also used to, include the name they used to make sense right. on the bmw side like a and 335 mercedes. was a three series with a three and a half liter motor right or you know or, or, or what it was back in the day no you're right it, but you know what i mean is it, and now like they're like, well, it's equivalent to this size yeah, motor before, turbos. and it's just like, well, it was equivalent at what point in time? Right. <laughs> so, like back in the day, like an SL280, you knew what that was. Yes. Um, but you also knew what a Cadillac Eldorado was. But like, you could also look to Acura with, uh, well, there's no more TL and there's no more uh, whatever the other one is, um, but now there's the TLX. Uh, what the you, fuck does that mean? <laughs> when you say, when you look at Acura, you go, wait, are they still making cars? <laughs> that's, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I, though, Lincoln Continental, though. I mean, how about Continental? Name, that's right. a great name, but it's, now it's M-A-Z. They have the opposite problem. They have a good name in shitty cars. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I actually used to sell Fords and Lincolns, and when they had that MKT thing come out, which is their version of the Flex. Though I did get shuttled in one of those once. It was actually really comfortable. Oh, they're very comfortable. Terrible looking car. Yeah, totally. I don't think there's anything in the Lincoln lineup right now that I would consider even a remotely good looking car. No. No, that that MK whatever the hell MKS MKZ MK those are abortions yeah. of design. Jeez, <laughs> ouch! I did like their commercials they had though a while back where like the old Lincoln's like driving through the desert, it bursts into flames, and then it becomes the new Lincoln, and it says uh, simulation do not attempt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> Some guy's going to walk out to his link in the and condo, torch it. Like, Molotov cocktail See, that thing. What they were doing <laughs> is they were trying to teach Bangle about actual flame surfacing. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Well, the, 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 I like the, uh, the Dodge ad. For, uh, it shows the Dodge Brothers, how they're just wild, crazy party guys who mm-hmm. like to drive fast. And there's one they showed us at the – I don't know if it's on TV. I would assume it is, but we saw this at the Charger Hellcat launch. Uh, one of them's ripping down the road, uh, you know, racing his brother in one of their first cars. And then the brother comes up behind him in a, a next-gen Dodge and passes him. Mm-hmm. And then the, other, the brother comes catches back up in another car. So then, another, then by this point, the other brother comes up in like a 69 Charger and just blows by the other guy. Uh, and then I think it ends with someone just ripping past in a Hellcat. I mean, that that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. No, that um, was cool. But but they, again, that's a name: Charger Hellcat. It's not called the Dodge DCH. Yeah, Dodge. I mean, outside of trucks, they've never really done the the numbered letter thing. No, I mean SRT, but that means something. And um, yeah, so yeah, they they use names. It is mostly. Premium, not premium, but um, standard cars that still go with names. Yeah, which is interesting. You know the one, the one brand that's been very consistent with their naming scheme in, in modern times, and it is alphanumeric, but they have not fucked with it, and, and that is Audi. An A4 yeah. has always been there. Right, right. It's always been their their beginner level. The only thing is their cars just get bigger. That's all it is. Yes. Like, it seems like the A4 is, you know, wow, the A6 a few years ago was about that size. You know, but the A3 is now the size of the Unfortunately, that's everybody. No, that yeah, is everybody. You're right. But but that is true about them having... They've been consistent with A's it. and S's and RS's, and you know what all of it means. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love pulling my classic Mini up next to a Countryman. That's just fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like pulling up next to an Expedition. <laughs> yeah, they're so gigantic. The badge on the back's like this big. I'm like, that's bigger than my hood. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to your high school reunion and showing, like, the putting pictures up next to the people. You're like, this looks slightly larger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat a version of yourself? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we rant about alphanumerics like every third episode, but I can't help it. And the Mercedes stuff's in the I news. don't mind it so long as they're consistent with it. And other than other – than Audi, nobody yeah, is. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure Audi's going to change things up soon, though, just to fall in line with everybody else. Well, they don't have Denetian anymore, so they're actually probably safe. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, that's funny. Um, but, I mean, it has been a long time since there was an Audi, what was it, the 4000? Yeah. And then there was one just called the Coupe. Um, yeah. And, uh, Speaking of Audi Coupe, so that new TT is a supposed to be, supposed to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the reviews have been coming in from the, from like the UK that have been pretty favorable mm. on that so far. Interesting. I mean, the, the I really want to see that virtual cockpit in person because that seems cool. Um, but uh, we'll see. It's uh, they, def- it, they definitely didn't push anything styling wise. No, but it's a, it's a nice iteration on top of what they had. It's more angular. It's a little more angular than what they had before. And the chassis, I mean, it's on that new MQB um, platform. Yeah, that which they is have, good. Which is great. Yeah, and then. It's got the four-cylinder, but it'll probably the RS will get the five-cylinder turbo again, which, which is a great that motor. That would be awesome. That's a the five-cylinder turbo is a fantastic right, motor. Right, right. Um, Mike, uh, this is the time when I let you basically pimp all your shit. Tell everybody where they can find you online and, and okay. Um, well, you can find me on thegentlemanracer.com. That's kind of it was a big blog, just kind of where I kind of dump all my car and travel stuff. And then uh, my clothing company is MP Speed Shop, Morgan's and Phillips Speed Shop, and that's at mpspeedshop.com. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of my two main main things. And we're on Instagram at uh, The Gentleman Racer and on Twitter at The Gent Racer. Uh, where can people find out info online about the race? Uh, it's probably best to find it on thegentlemanracer.com okay. because we have a link to it because – 
trying to spell Rally Historico Transpeninsular for most oh, people is yeah way dot mx is is a little hard. They're working on they should have Rally Historico dot mx up pretty soon. Oh, that'll be good. And that'll be a little bit easier. Yeah, because <laughs> most people can spell Rally and Historico, but the Transpeninsular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. most people just go K. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, tell everybody, pimp your shit. Uh, well, if you get a podcast or you know or are thinking of having one, go to Shout Engine and we'll take care of getting you online. Uh, Shout it out loud. You you can have lots of good things to say, or you can be an idiot on a microphone like I am frequently. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's Shout Engine. You can and talk about semen. Yes, you can talk about <laughs> semen, just like Jeff. Um, you can do an entire episode with semen jokes, or you could do an even se- a, a fully semen show. I don't call them jokes. I'm oh. very serious. You are serious. <laughs> You're a serious man. Yes. Uh, and then you can find me as usual at uh, Hayes Data on Twitter. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, so go follow. At the Hooniverse, go follow at Jay Glucker. If you want to find me on Instagram, I'm Hooniverse Jeff. I don't know if I've ever pimped that out on here. Please go to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube slash the Hooniverse. There's a .com in there somewhere as well. Uh, and then obviously go to our website. And then please, with this podcast, go to iTunes and rate and review us so we can continue to climb the ladder of the podcast pantheon of and we do appreciate people. the reviews because we've been popping up i mean hooniverse is now pretty consistently hitting top 10 every time we put out an episode yeah bitch so <laughs> that's right son mike thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to either episode 82 or 83 <laughs> <laughs>